I'm rapping CC on the GC Jacks the Grimes on the Gokka Zero class, you wanna be me? Bust the first rate metaphors and high class similes Can't ignore the industry and be like every other geek Divine how the mind can decide what you're really trying to write Makes you realise, shit, I ain't got nothing to hide So you tell no lies, write a bet you like in each and every rhyme Play your cards right and end up with a why Should be able to cook, stay in the kitchen, it's not a mission G'day, this is Case 88 Podcasts Season 1, Episode 2, Part 2. Um, this is about me getting kicked out of my um, Labrador unit. And, um, yeah, it gets, it, it, it's a, uh, an incident that happened at my joint that spilled blood was when an Aboriginal acquaintance of mine who I had only just met through another mate of mine turns up mid-evening with his cuz fresh out of jail for a 10-year stint on manslaughter charges, so almost pretty much murder. They had planned on standing over me and turning over the place. Mind you, I hadn't still turned 19 yet, and this guy's a huge mother of a thing. I got the shit kicked out of me. Luckily not as bad as it could have gone because I was able to come back. I got them out ASAP after talking sense into the fellow I knew. This guy was ready to go. Seemed like I was sport for him, but as the walls of that unit knows and shows, with all the blood splatter, I tried to hold my own. I've never been more shit scared then than any time before in this world. Or was I? Some things come to mind right now writing this, but they would be too far ahead in the timeline. Motel hopping. After losing the unit on Brisbane Road due to many parties and a fight that left blood that had been splattered on the roof, I stayed in almost every motel in Labrador, as there's a lot. There's facilities everywhere, like the Grand Hotel and the fun of the running the gauntlet to Turn Park down Frank Street. And if at night, you may be so unlucky as to get frisked. Well, a good mate of mine, who is a dealer, lives in Turn Park. I see him on the regular every day and after catching up with another dude I know who wanted to get on, we headed down for the night time walk down Frank Street. Uneventful trip down and everything went to plan at old mate's place and got our gear and we started to head off and we get near the Southport Caravan Park driveway. Just as an unmarked cup car pulls right out in front of us, blocks our way. Now I've put the gear in my ciggies and it's a fresh pack, so it's in the centre of the pack in the bottom. No way are they going to find it unless they had a dog. My mate was carrying a blade and he had to throw it in the gardens behind him. Luckily nothing was found and after a full check over, not so well done, we get to go. I think they were after bigger fish. I get home at one, one of the motels I've been staying in and finding ways of getting kicked out of them. <laughs> I even have a lifetime ban at Miami Caravan Park. Fuck me, who can say that? Miami Caravan Park, lifetime ban. Jesus Christ. But that's another story. And I had smoked a bit of weed, so I left the door open to vent smoke. The manager of the motel comes by and doesn't say anything, but actually calls the cops, and I get a charge. 
and a nifty lift down to the station near the near the food shops and got kicked out again. But at least I got a feed. <laughs> this was now the time of the evening star motel. This place was the pits. You couldn't find a more derelict motel on the Gold Coast. I witnessed people ODing here ODing here and hearing about suicides and often see emergency vehicles at one of the rooms. I stayed in room six. And in this room, I swear, it had had multiple dead people inside it at different points and of a nasty nature. I just felt it laying there on the bed. I never got in the covers for the time I spent there. While I was there, I made friends with a street kid that had made enough money to rent a room. It was all tatted up and didn't even seem to be 17. Ended up seeing him around a lot during these times at shops or even or in the street randomly. Was a character, I tell you, total mindfuck talking to a guy this young that's lived the life for so long already. It's like you can't put an old shoulder, old head on young shoulders. Well, you can if you start them young enough. <laughs> to a point as he had a lot to go on his past, as did I. The second chair house. This house I ended up sharing turned out to be a really good place. It was a two-storey brick home with a barbecue in the backyard located right on Government Road. My housemate was a little bit older and was a historic car owner that was very proud. We got along fairly well, including the love of gaming and smoking weed. I had the weed and he had the games, so we coexisted very well. Up until I hooked back up with my ex, around three months in on the lease. Tish and I had had some very serious, situ severe situations to overcome for us to get to the stage of seeing each other again, let alone being friendly, so it was a pleasant surprise to be able to have a normal conversation with her that didn't include something about being racist due to my odd, semi-dark Australian humour I have, which I'm clearly not after, which I'm clearly not after dating her being a half-dark Kiwi that I automatically fell in love with. One night we ended up having a verbal argument over something very petty like, why did you laugh at that moment, kind of thinking stuff. That started a fight with my housemate about bringing outside fights to the house as before me he had lived alone. So that was hard enough on both sides to deal with when you're trying to keep a lease and not offend your very offendable girlfriend. <laughs> ended up being the last night I spent with her. We split ways and the next day we wake up to my housemate's classic car's tyres having been slashed, all four of them. My housemate automatically thought it was me in retribution for the argument we had the night before, so it worked perfectly into her hands as a, as a write-off on me. Personally, if I had a retribution to do, I'd do it directly with the subject so I wasn't left open-ended. I'd get kicked out because of this after a few, fair few good months living there in harmony and so and by circulating the weed for my housemate helped me out too. At the same time, I was almost 50-60% of the daytime living separately in Churn Park, seeing a mate of mine trying to come up with a business venture that wasn't so legit. I ended up replacing a fellow that had broken into the local bottle shop one night and stole a bunch of liquor. So off, the, off, the, off he goes to jail and I become the replacement worker. I started off finding buyers for the weed we had and, had and that wasn't hard as nearly everyone smokes weed and Chen Park is a little suburb filled with dope smokers but also a local gang unknown to us at the time. 
as I did my rounds each day, I started to notice fellas over the road paying attention to my regular movements and began to understand what was going on. I would leave four to five times a day to drop off my herbs and found out I passed them passed it by a several separate larger patched gang to over the road that had also paid attention to my movements. They must have thought we should capitalise on these fellas, taking or do better, find the source. Oh, and by the way, my buddy was also getting rid of some stronger shit on the regular from the, from the house. I felt I had a good thing going, making a few bucks and, a free, and some free perso bud. It was going great until one day we had a new couple of faces we weren't familiar with turning up at the door. We refused service, logically. About 50 minutes later, they came back with help. A full member and two younger guys seemingly eager to prove themselves. They explained decisively what the fuck was going down, and my buddy, who, who I thought of as one of the toughest people I knew, had to willingly open the door due to knowing that they were going to make their way in if we liked it or not. Now, at this moment, we knew we were fucked as the third guy instructed the other two to rip the place apart while giving my buddy the hiding of his life. They ended up finding all of our shit, but luckily no one was shot at old mate's, and old mate's girlfriend wasn't touched. We left hastily afterwards.